All right. Thank you. Psalm 100, 1 through 5. A psalm of thanksgiving. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Yeah, a joyful shout. <laughs> That's a common phrase, you know, give a shout out to Gerald and Gloria and their 85th birthday or something, or anniversary, that's what it was. I mean, give a shout out, that's a thing. We use that term a lot, don't we? I like the coffee cup, though, that's pretty funny. There's another one about, you've heard, uh, I'd like to die in my sleep like Grandpa did. Have you heard that one? Not screaming like the rest of the passengers in his car. <laughs> but that's not related to the sermon, so I wasn't going to share that one. So, a shout out. There, there's a whole bunch of them, and it, it's a popular thing. And we still use that term today, don't we? Let's give a shout for to Jacob. It was his birthday last week, wasn't it? Didn't he turn 17? Go, Jacob. Yeah, he's getting to be an adult. He's been a man for a long time. He's just becoming an adult now. That I guess that's how it works. So. You know, this psalm starts out with this very idea, make a shout to the Lord. The whole idea of uh, joyful isn't even in verse 1. It's implied from the rest of the context, but it's like give a shout out to the Lord. That's what it's saying. Um, make a shout to the Lord. Who? Israel? No, the Gentiles, everybody. It's always been about everybody. And when he told Abram, he said, look, in your seed shall all goyim be blessed, all nations, everybody. That's long before there ever was a Jew. You know, I mean, Abraham didn't even have Isaac yet. So it's always been about all lands. God Almighty <clears throat> is worthy of everyone, man, woman, child, Jew and Gentile, whatever. Give a shout to the Lord. So why would you do that? Well, it's a form of acknowledgement. <clears throat> just like, you know, celebrating their anniversary. Give a shout out to Gerald and Gloria. It's an acknowledgement of someone accomplishing something, a greatness. You know, it's been more of a chore for Gloria probably than for Gerald, but, you know, it's been 58 years of true love, right? I mean, Dale and I have that same issue. I think it's been a real easy thing for me to be married. She might have a different story. So give a shout out for Dale. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it's a term that we use, but it's, it's for all people. It's not just about Israel. Now, they are a chosen people to do certain things. They were chosen to reveal the truth about the coming of the Messiah to all nations. And their testimony was to be to all nations. What did they do? They yarded up there on the little land bridge between the continents, that little strip along the uh, Mediterranean. Is that the ocean? 
And there they hunkered down and just ignored God Almighty and did what they felt like and did their own thing. And that wasn't the right way to go about it. Where do we stand with acknowledging our God? Because God is so big, strong and so mighty, you know. Give a shout. It actually, you know, the word noise or shout, it, it's talking about split the ears. It's kind of like when Kurt says, you ladies, get the dishes going down in, on Wednesday night. And it's ear splitting, you know, and everybody wakes up. We love Kurt. It's ear splitting. You know, have there ever been like in an area where the, the sirens go off, like in my office at noon every day? It's like, stop it. Someone make it quit. It's ear splitting. It means like to blow the alarm. It means shout for triumph. It means to cry out and get the army marching. It's the kind of word that's give a shout out to God. Let's go. Let's get her done. We're all in. We're behind you. We're with you. Give a shout to the Lord, all you lands. Let's line up and follow him. He's the only God and the only one worth following. That's what it means. And, uh, you know, we wrestle with that. We, we've turned it into, oh, just sing the best you can. Make a joyful noise. And I suppose that's true. We should. I mean, it talks about singing here coming up in a minute. But the full import of the word has a lot more to do with us as his people acknowledging his greatness and our willingness to let's do it. Hey, Lord, we're on your side. Give a shout out to God. Let's make this happen. What's our role here? What do you want us to do? Make a joyful noise. So the first thing is make make noise. Give a shout. We get on to verse 2. Serve the Lord with gladness. It's not real hard. It has to do with deep feelings of a sensitive nature. Being glad. Something about inside of us being happy, content, like I just gave a shout out to God, and because he's there, it's all good. Everything's good. I am so glad I'm on that team, that this is my God, that I worship him. And there's this inner peace of sense of gladness, of joy, of just being content. It's like having the right frame of mind about the reality of things in the world which might be difficult these days. You know, the way things are. And when, isn't it funny that we in America, we think we're the only ones who've ever had a rough time in life? If it wasn't for, name your politician or whatever. You know, it's like, really? That's your thing? And that really big God with gladness and having this right frame of mind about who's really in charge of what and where and when. Who is really in charge of all this? And am I willing to give a shout out to him and ignore the rest of the noise? Noise, noise, noise. You can't go to a restaurant without noise. You can't go shopping without noise. And they can't afford really good music, so I don't know where they buy that stuff they play in these stores, but it is just mind-numbing. I'm trying to shop in here. I'm trying to eat and relax and enjoy. Noise, noise everywhere. 
Anyway, you get this frame of mind and this inner feeling that God is in control of it, and I can be glad about that, regardless of all the other stuff that's going on around me. You know, I've tried to fix it. When I was younger, I knew I had all the right answers, and I knew I just knew that if everybody did it my way, the whole world would be better off. That puts a lot of pressure on people close to you. You know what I mean? It's... But as I got older, I'd like to think I got wiser, but I don't think that happened. <laughs> but I, I did figure this out, that I can't change a thing. I really can't. But I am learning to just give a shout out to God and find gladness in that. Because he is still in charge of it all. So why not be glad? Make a noise. Serve the Lord with gladness. So it's not just being glad, but serving. How can we say that we give a shout out to God when we don't want anything to do with his kingdom or his work or what he's asked us to do with our lives? Can you really be glad if you're not doing the things that God really expects us to do? And it's not a matter of what we're doing as much as how we do it and our lives in the way that we do those things. Like, I wasn't always a preacher. I do it now in these last 15 years. I've been pretty steady at it. <clears throat> It must be working. Some people come back now and then, so that's helpful to, to know. But uh, it wasn't always that way. I mean, I sold real estate and built houses, and I've done just about everything imaginable at one time or another to make a living and get along. But everything I always did, I tried to do as though I belonged to the Lord. So it doesn't matter what we do for an occupation necessarily. What it matters, what matters the most is, am I serving the Lord with gladness in this thing where he has me? Paul was in prison, serving the Lord with gladness, saying till midnight. What, what do we do? What, who are we? What's our, what am I about? And in that, am I serving God with gladness? Am I finding that inner thing from him? <clears throat> Make a noise, serve with gladness. The third one comes up. says, come before his presence with singing. There's the singing part. Now, I stuck Psalm 63 on there. The only place these two, its word is found in Psalms, in these two places. It's in other places in the Bible, but here it's translated joyful. That's where the word comes up. So when you're talking about making a joyful noise, you know, it's in the context. The whole idea is serving the Lord with gladness, singing with joy. That, so that's, that's where it comes from. But it's a responsibility to come before him. When are you not before him? When you're involved in your favorite naughty thing? <laughs> or when you're thinking things or doing things or chasing things, whatever. 
Here's the reality is that we are always in his presence because he is everywhere all the time. So no matter what we're doing, we can pretend he, we're not in his presence. But it would be better if we just give a shout out to the Lord, serve him with gladness and spend our days knowing that we're in his presence. And we should be joyful and singing about that. We should have a little melody in our hearts all the time related to who God is not only in the universe, but in our lives, in our relationships with him. So that's, that's the third one. You know, make a joyful noise, serve the Lord, and come before him. There they are. Give a shout out to God. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before him with singing. Here's a fourth one. Know the Lord. Do you know the Lord? Uh, was I think it was Jim Elliott wrote, Elizabeth actually wrote the book, but it was in his notes. He was talking about his dad. He said, my dad's not much of a theologian, but he knows God. That's pretty, pretty good stuff. I mean, you don't have to be a theologian to know the Lord, to know who he is, that he's worthy of all of our praise and affirmation, that he brings the joy and the gladness to our lives, that knowing him should be enough. But do we know him? Do we know the Lord. Is there any interest in my life to know him better? Do, you know, do I show up at church? Do I fellowship with the Christians? Do I read the Bible? Do I spend time talking to God when I'm walking around Tuesdays and Thursdays? <laughs> I just threw that in. You know, I mean, do we know the Lord? That's the question. And now, I can't answer that for you. I can barely answer it for myself. I, sometimes I think I know a lot about God, but do I know him? <clears throat> and that's a personal thing. That's an intimate thing between me and my Savior. And nobody can answer it for us. You know, we have to deal with that ourselves. Psalms, well, Psalms, Hebrews tells us that... Uh, He's the rewarder. First, uh, if you want to please God, you must first acknowledge that he is and that he is the rewarder. Well, maybe he got it out of this Psalm 100, the old 100. He is God. You start there. If you don't have that figured out, that the Lord God Almighty is the only God that there is, then you're way off base already. We have to have that one straight to begin with. He is God. He's the creator. He made us. No, I, I pulled myself up. I'll be the captain of my own soul. I, I, me, me, me. No, no, that isn't the way it works. The minute we start talking about ourselves, is a, everything else above it just flushes. It's gone. It's not about me. We did not create ourselves. There is a creator. We are his people. He's talking about all nations. All people are his people. I'm not talking universal salvation or universal brotherhood or anything. I'm just saying God owns them. He made them. He owns them. And everyone will be accountable to him. It'd be better to give a shout out and acknowledge him now, serve him with gladness now, and come before his presence with singing now and get that figured out. Come to know him now. Does that sound like the New Testament? It's all in there, isn't it? It fits the pattern. We are his people. He's the owner. He's the shepherd. Odd enough, Phil mentioned it. We're all sheep in his pasture. Well, you probably read this before, didn't you? You read it before you came to church. Of course he did. Because he wants to know God. How many did not read it, but no, never mind. 
So the sheep, he's the shepherd. John 10, I am the good shepherd. The shepherd, he's the shepherd. And we are of his feeding. It says pasture, but it really means his feeding. He's the provider. If we come to know God, then we're coming to know these things about him, that he is, that he is the creator, that he is the shepherd, the owner, and he is the one who is providing all things. Those are all fundamentally basic, simple little things in a great psalm of worship. What's really interesting about Psalm 100 is that I think the biggest word is like thanksgiving. Is that a tough one for anybody? And then the word generation shows up. Ooh, there's a big one. You know, it's very simple language related to a really big God. And worship and praise and all of that is not that... It doesn't have to be that difficult if we would just say the things that we know and honor Him. Do the things that we know and honor Him. Sing the songs that we know and honor Him. Serve Him. <clears throat> so there's, there's four of them now. We see make noise, serve the Lord, come before Him, and know Him. Know the Lord. Here's the last one, number five. Enter. The word comes in again. It's the same word as come in earlier in verse 3. They just repeated it. But when they write it in English, they can't, I mean, they try to use different synonyms, I guess, to make it more interesting. But it's the same word. It just means to come again, come into his presence. But this time it says, instead of singing, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. The idea is bowing down, being someone humble, being grateful. You know, why would you give a shout out to God? Well, why would you come thankfully? Well, all the things that we've just talked about are really good reasons why we should be thankful to God. And that thankfulness should bring about a certain amount of humility that causes us to want to bow down before Him. And that's all in that word thanksgiving. A certain amount of bending and bowing. And into His courts with praise. You know, it... it I mean, this, this verse gives us the idea that we're going to go in a little farther. Like, we're, we're doing all this stuff, but now we, we've come to know a little bit more about the Lord, and we're going in to the gate and through the door and into the courtyard. We're going to get really up close and personal with the God that we have just given a shout out to. And so there's this progression of uh, relational depth that's occurring as we read on, <clears throat> we're going into his courts. We're in the same area, the same dwelling place that he is now. You know, and, and the New Testament says that we have already been seated in the heavenlies with Christ. Those of us who have become believers in the Lord Jesus, death, burial, resurrection, we've, we're already as good as there in his presence. We've entered into his courts. That's humbling, isn't it? I mean, the likes of us allowed in his presence at any time come boldly before the throne of grace. Any time. Calls his brother and sister, friend. Any time. It's wonderful stuff. We, we get that. I am the door. You know. That's what Jesus said. Come on in. And in going in, this is and be thankful. Now, that's a different word, too, again, but it's, it's kind of the same word, but it's like now that you're in this position of bowing and being thankful, 
um, confess. It has the idea of confession tied up in it. Like everything that we just said, we are confessing all of these things before you, O God, to be true. In the New Testament, it says things like, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. The day coming. Maybe Paul got that from this. But we are going to come in and be thankful to him. Confess to him. Talk to him. The relationship that we have is with him. We don't have to go to anybody else necessarily. I mean, there's nothing wrong with confessing our sins one to another and looking for strength and encouragement to get along and help and time and all that we can get from brothers and sisters. But at the end of the day, sooner or later, like David said in another place, it's against you and you only that I have sinned. We get to talk to him about all of the struggles and all the problems and all the goodness and all the blessings. Everything that God has been doing for us in our life, we get to talk to him anytime. You know, anytime. The door is open. The courtyard is empty. There's a spot for you. Come on in. That's what God is saying. And all of that's been provided by Jesus. So what would we do? Bend the knee at the sound of his name. Bless his name. Bending the knee at the sound of his name. That's what the word bless means. Every knee, every tongue. <clears throat> so here we have five things now. Make a joyful noise. Shout out to God. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with singing. Know the Lord. Get to know him. And then... Enter again. Get before him. Now, Paul mentions this in uh, Romans 1. Something he says here uh, about being thankful. Because when they knew God, and all men do, well, there are people out there that try to deny it. You know, Satan believes in God and trembles. James tells us that. But something Satan never said was, there is no God. Only fools have said that. Satan never said it. Well, Satan said, did God surely say? He acknowledged that God had said some things, which is as much to say that God is, and he's been talking. So I think we should pay attention to Satan in that respect, that yes, God is, and God is talking, and he's worth listening to. So Paul writes this, and he says, But when they knew God, they wouldn't glorify him as God, and neither were they thankful. They were not willing to give a shout-out, come into his presence, and be thankful people. They turned their back on him and tried to walk away. Why? Because in their minds, they thought they made themselves, as it says in our song. They think, I don't need God because I'm doing it all myself. And it's all about me. <clears throat> and their imaginations were darkened. The foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. To, I mean, Psalm 100 is so simply written and so much truth in it. It's worth reading every now and then. And like I say, it's just such a simple little psalm. It, it you could probably preach for an hour on each verse or each word. There's so much in it, but yet it's so simple. So five things have shown up. Shout out to God, serve with gladness, come before him with singing, 
know the Lord for who he is, enter again with thankfulness and bless his name. But it gets us to verse 5, and sometimes we ask the question, why? Why, why, why? We always want to know why. So why should we do all these things? And I think verse 5 is kind of the conclusion of that. Here's the why of it all. Because the Lord is good all the time. And all the time, the Lord is good. That's what we say. This is where it comes from, I guess. Have you ever read anything about mercy in the Old Testament? <laughs> Man, his mercy endures forever and ever and ever. It's always about his mercy. It was his mercy that got us to Calvary. And it's his grace that's getting us to heaven. Mercy. He just was willing to put up with the likes of us. I know who man is and I know what he's made of. Trust me, I'll get you home. That's the Old Testament all the way through. His mercy. How long does it last? How long? That's a long time, I think. So if you're in the mercy of God... How long is his mercy going to last toward those who are willing to give a shout out to him? Forever. Yeah, it's a long time. This is the story of salvation from the Old Testament. But we know in the New Testament that the Lord Jesus said, Whoever comes to me, I will in no way cast them out. Whoever believes in me shall not perish. They shall never perish. Never. Jesus said that. John 10. You know, make a noise, serve the Lord, come before him, know the Lord, enter again. Why? Because he's good and he's merciful. And yeah, yeah, there's truth. We get truth. All truth is God's truth. This isn't so much about true truth as it is this, that the things that are true about God endure. It's a little bit of a twist to it, don't you think? I mean, we all believe in the truth, but this isn't necessarily, oh, back up, we lost it. This isn't necessarily about the logos or the all true truth and all. This is about all things concerning God that we've been talking about in Psalm 100. These things, his truth, the truth about him endures forever. It's not going anywhere. It will endure forever and forever. Now, the end of this, again, is for all nations, all people. And... Uh, we need to give a shout out to God. Serve him with gladness. Come before him with singing. You know, enter into uh, his presence. Know the Lord and all of that. What an invitation Psalm 100 is for us who believe to in, just embrace who Christ is in his fullness, his deity, in his beauty because he's good. He's full of mercy, and he's everlasting, and it will never change. It's all true about Christ. Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. His love endures forever. For he is good, he is above all things. His love endures forever. His love endures forever, for 
the life that's been reborn. His love endures forever. Sing praise. Sing praise. Sing praise. Sing praise. Forever God is faithful. Strong forever, God is with us forever. From the rising to the setting sun, His love endures forever. By the grace of God, we can carry on. His love endures forever. pray. Lord, as we go out into the week, help us to remember this psalm and give a shout out to you. Whatever comes at us, right, wrong, or indifferent, good, bad, or ugly, Lord, just help us to remember that you're there and that we can trust and rely upon you. Come what may, we're on our way home. One way or the other, we're all going home. Lord, we just ask that you'd encourage us to stand strong, serve with gladness, come before your presence, just to come to know you more and more and more deeply than we have ever before. Lord, that we might be in your courtyards. We just thank you for your love to us and that your mercy does endure forever. And we give you praise. Amen.